Hi everyone, welcome to Potluck Food Talks. Today we're going to talk about marjoram, our favorite herb. So, Phil, what can you tell us about marjoram? I mean, what is that to say, you know? <laughs> that is one of those herbs that uh, I've never used in my life. And in the times I see it, like, like in a home kitchen, like in a corner, marjoram next to oregano and other herbs, I'm like, what, 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 why does people... What's the use of this herb? Because, you know, like, then you use it and it, it doesn't make, like, a real difference. I don't know. What are you doing in my house? <laughs> yeah, it's like you use it and everything tastes like pizza sauce. No, let's talk about desserts. Uh, like, quick ideas on desserts. Do you have, like, like a like a favorite quick dessert that you make at home? Or even if you have, like, a, an emergency in a restaurant, you know, like a battle horse? Oh, Uh, an emergency dessert. I don't think I don't. No, actually, I do. I do have. Um, but I, I wouldn't call it emergency dessert because it's actually a really, really nice dessert. But it's chocolate like chocolate coulomb. Sorry, chocolate coulomb. No, 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 no. I never make chocolate coulomb. Actually, never ever. Not <laughs> since many, many years ago. Although you know, I don't actually hate chocolate coulombs. I think like when the like how we were making them in my go, they were very tasty. You know? How how could you hate chocolate coulombs? Why would you? What's wrong with chocolate <laughs> of people hate chocolate coulombs. But let, let's explain quickly what it is and how it's made. Yeah. Basically, it's like a, well, you melt chocolate and butter, you mix it with eggs, and you add a little bit of flour. And then there is some sugar around as well. And this is those kinds of things that it's actually hard to get them wrong. Like, even if you don't have a recipe, If you've done it already, you already know a little bit about the ratios, the proportions, and you can just do it with, with your gut feeling, your eye, and it will come out okay. You know, like you just put it in, a, you can microwave it or make it in the oven and you have like this, how could I describe it? It's like this molten cake that is liquid on the inside. And yeah, it's like a super famous and popular dessert and it's super easy to do, impressively easy. Yeah. I mean, there's a version also where you put like a little, you make a little ganache and you freeze it and you put it in the center and then you bake it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like the, the original dessert was created by Michel Bras. And I think it's actually the only food that I know that, that it, it got patented. This was like in the 70s. So he got a patent for that dessert, which uh, demonstrates that Patents and food are worthless because anybody can copy that and he, he can do anything about it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there is this story that, what's the name of this? Um, Jan-Georges von Gerichten, a, a chef from New York, he claims that he was um, sending this dessert like in a big banquet for 300 people and he made this chocolate cake, but the ovens went off and when he sent it off, Uh, he was like, what happened? You idiots. He wanted to fire everybody. And when he got out to the kitchen, he got like a standing ovation because such a wonderful dessert. But the, it was just basically a raw cake. But I saw also an interview with Alain Ducasse where he said, like, that's bullshit. Like, that dessert was invented by Michel Bra, period. <laughs> <laughs> I think I believe Michel. I don't, I, I don't think that. I think George Roche is full of shit. <laughs> he's, been, he's been in America too long, you know? He just... <laughs> It's not European anymore. Yeah. But yeah, the, so the dessert that I like, if I, for example, I'm at a, at a small restaurant, I need to come up with a quick dessert. 
Um, I will do a set buttermilk. So I'll do like a, like a panna cotta, but with buttermilk with like a little bit of vanilla and some lemon and stuff like that. And it's just super, like if you make it right, it's just super delicious, you know, super, super tasty, like a buttermilk panna cotta. It's amazing. Um, and then usually I do like some like poached apricots with it or something. Uh, that's just like a quick and easy fix. But at home, what the only dessert I ever really do at home, this two is either I do a tiramisu or I will do an Eaton mess. Eaton mess. I don't know that one. Yeah. Not, uh, eat and, but like Eaton, E-T-O-N. It's a, it's a place in the UK. It's a, it's a British dessert, uh, which is basically like a big bowl full of like whipped cream with vanilla, um, fruit, like stone fruit, uh, not stone fruit, berries, sorry, like raspberries, usually raspberries, you know, but I often use like a mix and meringue, crispy meringue. So you have this like layered sort of bowl and you like take it out and it's like crispy, creamy, fruity. It's, yeah, it's just, it's like, it's like messy, but it's just kind of nice, you know? Okay. Okay. Nice. Another one that I do, which is usually when I have like like vegan or vegetarian friends, is also again stupidly easy. I don't remember the proportions, but basically you you find like a good silken tofu, and you mix that. Uh, you can do chocolate or fruit purees, and you, the result will be like a creamy something, like kind of like a pudding slash panna cotta, something like in that direction. It sets like a custard. But it's vegan and it's something super nice, you know, like, and also it's just like a two-step dessert. You just mix two things and then you have it. You just mix it together or what? Yeah. You just blitz it, you blend it, and then you, you pour it on, on cups or whatever and you let it sit in the fridge. That's it. Mm. You know, three-step dessert. You know, we had a, we had a guest chef the other day and what she did, I thought was really cool. Uh, she made a, a sorbet, um, a grapefruit sorbet. And uh, she stabilized it using bananas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen seen those kind of things. Yeah, and I and like the texture was like it wasn't like a um, you know, like a like a packaged sorbet or anything. It was like a little bit more rustic, but like first of all, the banana flavor together with the grapefruit is very very nice. Um, and second of all, like it was just super easy, and I was like, man, you could just easy easily do that at home, you know. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. The, yeah, the other one that I tried, I think we mentioned this already, is uh, making an ice parfait. I think that's much better to making an ice cream at home because yes. ice creams at home are, are always full of ice crystals. I, it's never right. I've never seen a, even in small restaurants that have a cheap ice cream machine, you will see shitty ice creams. Yeah. Uh, but a parfait, if you do it right, it's, it's always right. And it's, it's much easier and cleaner to, Pull it off, I think. Yeah, for sure. I actually never make parfaits, but like, I think a parfait, I think parfait is going to have a comeback, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I, I think they're, they're timeless. They're like gains, you know, you, they've been always there. You just don't see them. Hey, one of my, one of my all time favorite desserts, um, for, you know, where you are in the world at the moment is a, is a really nicely made torija. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 That's actually, I had that. I, I was in charge of that dessert in my time in Mugaritz, uh, which is actually the torrija that became popular because uh, it's a torrija. If I'm not wrong, this torrija was imported from the French by Martin Berasategui, and he made it really popular here in the region. 
You will find it in many, many restaurants and they always do this. So torrija is basically a French toast. And the one they do here is soaked in uh, a mixture of uh, cream, sugar, and eggs. That's it. And you let it soak for uh, overnight, let's say. And then most people do it on the oven. The way it was done in Mugaric, it was uh, roasted on butter on a pan, pan roasted, and then it was caramelized like a creme brulee. But I mean, doing this at home, again, this is just soaking brioche. It's important that the brioche is kind of thick, you know, not 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 like a, a sandwich slice of bread, like something like at least three sandwich slices of bread. You soak it in this mixture of, of cream, eggs, and sugar, and then it's just oven and that's it with a nice ice cream that's a super dessert and super easy to, to do at home yeah for sure yeah super nice um also what i think is really underrated is like a nice tart you know like making a good tart i feel like um like whether it's like a lemon tart or like a, just a custard tart you know i feel like whenever you like go to a cafe and you get a tart it's always like super disappointing you know But if you get it right and you cook it nicely, you know, it's just, it's just so nice. Or like a tart satin, you know, like uh, when was the last time you had a nice tart satin? But if you do it right, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, right. And that that's another dessert that is super easy to do at home. Like, yeah. well, I've seen, I was once uh, uh, invited to a, a dinner party and there was this tart satin that was not flipped, you know, it was like on the floor. With the, um, how do you say, with the cookie on top, with the yeah. tartlet. So the idea is you, you, you flip it around, so you have like the form of the apples uh, on top. But I remember my host didn't like at all me commenting on that. Like, oh, it's, it's wrong. <laughs> Get out of my house. <laughs> so let's make a, a top five of desserts if we had to do it together. I actually would put the... Chocolate Kulan there somewhere because I've done it so many times. It's so easy to do. I've served it like in different contexts, like at home or in top restaurants, and it has always worked nice. I'm finding this very difficult. I'm finding it very difficult to decide. <laughs> But it doesn't have to be like your five favorites in history. Okay, I have another one. Um, like a nice, extremely buttery lemon or lime pie. That's a... You know, there's nothing wrong about it. Okay, you know, one of my all-time favorite desserts, also super easy to do, is, but like only when it's made really, really well, is a good creme brulee, like a crema catalana. Right, I agree. When it's like intensely yellow and the like caramel, just perfect. It's one of the nicest desserts ever. But, you know, you, you said something there like creme brulee and crema catalana have slight differences. Like the, the creme brulee is usually, the custard is steamed in the oven, right? While the crema catalana, you do like a, a pastry cream and you pour it on the forms and then it settles. A crema catalana basically is a, a, a pastry cream that you burn and the other one is like a, a steamed custard. And usually the creme brulee, you usually use vanilla and the crema catalana has a mixture of uh, lemon peel and cinnamon. I actually like the crema catalana better. That's really interesting. Yeah, I knew about the lemon peel and cinnamon part. It's like this This is this really Spanish flavor combination. Yeah, and, and, and when it's done right, like, you know, like the right amount, because a lot of people put too much and that's not the idea. 
when it's really balanced, it's super nice. Mm, that, that that's yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, but I didn't actually know that. Don't set it because I've never actually made it. That's <laughs> <laughs> a terrible chef. Now you know one other thing that's like I will always love is a good rice pudding. Oh, nice. Yeah, like Milchreis, you know, it's just like. But again, it's like you know, if it's shit, it's shit. But if you make it right, it's like so nice. How is a, a good rice pudding for you? Because there are big variations. I like the way it's done here, that it's super liquid. Yeah, I think like the first time I had it in Spain, I was like surprised, but I also really like that, especially if you add like what we just said, uh, talked about, the cinnamon, a little bit of lemon zest, you know. Yeah, uh-huh. I like rice pudding like a little bit thicker, but I eat it cold, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Because, for example, if we talk about like rice pudding in the UK, it's often baked and they eat it warm. Nicest rice puddings I had in Le Baratin in Paris. They just served rice pudding in a little glass as a dessert with like some Mirabelle plums on top. And it was just like super delicious, super nice. Nice, nice, nice. And I think now our top five could be the Basque cheesecake. That could be there. I saw a post of your version with miso. How was that? Um, it was nice. Yeah, it was it was good. Like just uh, whisk some miso into the into the mix. Some like dark miso that you like. You can like bake it in the oven and just like caramelize it a little bit. It's good. It works really well with the cream cheese. The miso, you know. Yeah, has, like, yeah I can imagine. It's nice. Yeah. Here in Spain, it has become like a trend of doing cheesecakes with anything. You know, like pistachios, this or that, different nuts, different colors, black sesame, blah 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 blah. Ah, no. Beta charcoal, <laughs> matcha, beetroot powder. <laughs> yeah, I hate when they put stupid fucking bullshit on desserts for no reason. You know, a good dessert has to be simple and well executed. That's it. That's it for this week's episode of Potluck Food Talks. If you like what we're doing, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok as Potluck Food Talks. The show airs every Monday.